I don't know how much value I have in this universe, but I do know that I made a few people happier than they would have been without me. As long as I know that, I'm as rich as I ever need to be. Back once again with another episode. I'm not even going to say what episode it is because I can't remember. But um, on this one, we've got Stephen Jay. Um, you've got many reasons why people would know you in the scene, but more recently, it's the Alation brand. Um, my first memory of you was the the CD. Yeah, the, yeah, that's pretty much how everyone knows. <laughs> the whole time, Stephen, Stephen Jay. Jay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was going to introduce it like that. I was going to say, done. yeah, <laughs> and then it got not again. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But um, yeah, so for after I had Howard on, I thought it must it's it's a must um, to to have you on because um, I didn't really know Howard that well and got chatting away, and I know that you've got a big history and bounce over the last twenty twenty five years, but I don't know your full story and I was just a bit intrigued to fill in the gaps that I don't know. So what did you have for tea last night? Um, what did I have for tea last night? Egg on toast. Egg on toast. Yeah. Classic. We're not feeling hungry now. No, I made the kids burritos, but <laughs> I'm on the bread line. <laughs> <laughs> I know the feeling. My, my little lad knocking around in all the best gear and I'm here in my, in my scabs, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's chi- like... chicken and steak burritos, me yeah. egg on toast. Yeah, I know the feeling. <laughs> it's absolutely like that in my house. But um, yeah, um, good dinner. Uh, what did I have for tea last night? Fuck. Oh, it was fish and chip Friday. We had fi- we had fish and chips, and I was telling you about the studio off pod. Someone's doing well. I know. I've seen the price of fish and chips nowadays. <laughs> I went in and I like, had uh, two, two fish and chips, and it was like 20 odd quid. And I was like, what the fuck? For takeout? There's no such thing as cheap as chips anymore, right? Yeah, I know. Um, so I was there, and we had. So, for those who don't know, I was talking about um, the studio on the last episode. Basically, the studio's finished now. I'm just waiting for the backdrop to arrive, and we'll be up and running in there. But it's studio slash cinema room for my little lad. So, last night, I said, you can watch whatever you want, and we'll sit in our fish and chips, and, and you can watch it on the big screen. So, I pulled the big screen down. What do you want to watch? He wanted to watch Batman and Robin, which was the one with Schwarzenegger and George Clooney as Batman. The worst Batman ever, by the way. <laughs> yeah. It's the worst one. I don't care what anyone says, it's terrible. It's terribly bad, it's actually kind of good. Um, anyways, tried fish and chips. Back to your story. Uh, where did it all start for you? As in? Who, who is Stephen Jay? Um, just some, well, originally I was from Earlstown. I'm not from Wigan originally. Um, yeah. Then I moved to Adock, and now I'm Stephen Jay from Wigan. <laughs> um, yes, um, always been into dance music. What What's your, your earliest... Dance music memories, just so I can get sort get of get a gauge of get you. Get I used to hang around with people older than me, so I used to get all the old school, old school tapes. You know. Yeah. So what? 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 what Juicy is... Red Apple and all that type, right. of, okay. type of stuff. That's. I was into that and uh, old school hip hop. Right. So what's this? this? Must have been like early nineties. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nineteen ninety one. Yeah. Used to pass tapes around in school and stuff like that. You know, all the early sh- entropy and all the really really early stuff. Yeah. Lovely. Pleasure um, drone. So so. What was it? A big culture within your school? And yeah, such? I think it was. I think it's it's a big culture in the northwest in general, isn't it? Yeah, I think there was there's certain eras though when you look back and there's like where music was very prominent in people's lives, and then I think if you look at kids nowadays, like my little lad, he likes music and stuff like that, but it's all about like digital media content, like like Both. like this, like YouTube and Both stuff. Both my kids are into old school hip hop. Are they? Yeah, don't really like dance music. 
Oh, that's uh, yeah. Well, that's but good. To be fair, I'm into old school hip hop, so I'm not. Do you think it's rubbed off? Yeah, definitely. My eldest lads just started going to events, yeah. part life, but mainly because part life have Wu Tang on. Yeah. Part life year before I'd Fiddy on. Yeah. You know, but he he did say he enjoyed Fisher and stuff like that. So since then he's been to a beefer and he's going to Creamfield. So class. He must be on the cusp wa- of it. Warming to it. Yeah, yeah. Don't I like, like that. don't like that don't you though. Obviously, not, <laughs> no. It's it's. I've noticed it's not much of a younger person's. No. How old is he? Don't ask him. He's twenty. Twenty, right? I work with a few twenty-year-olds, and then their apprentices, uh, and all it seems to be is Ben Elmsley, Patrick yep. Toppin, yep. Hannah yep. Lang, yeah, 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 and drum and bass. They're, that's their two things. They went to a couple of other lads who I work with. They went to a beef last week or week before, sorry, and they went to these drum and bass nights. No sending me videos. No, he's not asked about that. He went to Ushuaia, uh, Calvin Harris. Yeah, and said that was me class yeah, send, send, me a few, well. send me a few videos you know, like, <laughs> i'm not really asked about a beef i've never been but yeah. i was like hell, it looks good, looks good. I, I, you do want to experience it though I, like i think i think i'm gonna probably go at some point because just to say you've been like I, and i've seen a uh, picture have you seen a privilege yeah uh, have you seen the the, the, the new pictures that yeah, came yeah. out a few months back and i thought i've missed out there i know but if i go to beefer What's the next question going to be? Watch out for your tea. Fuck all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but it'd be fun though. <laughs> no, um, if I think it would probably be the only place in the world I'd truly let my hair down as well. Like, if I, I got about it. <laughs> yeah, but no. Metaphorically speaking, you could let your your hair down because for me, I got a bounce nights. I'm never one hundred percent like I'm getting on it again because I, I don't really drink as much. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, for the audio listeners. I've started, I used to always drive to bounce events, uh, yeah. drive home. Yeah. But I've started staying over. Yeah. And is that, having, is that... a, having a bit, I enjoy it more. Yeah. Having a beer and... Yeah, getting into various, it, yeah. Various other... Yeah. Um, well, I think that for me, because I've I came into the bounce scene on this side of the, I would I, I've never been the raver as a as a as a the bounce head which so I've always had that that type of relationship See, I with wasn't bounce. when I was a raver there was no such thing as bounce yeah well not even bounce just this whatever this scene is we've got in general whether it's yeah yeah uh, do you know what I mean old school or hard house or wh- whatever it is this northwest dance scene I've never been the raver you, so you've always been behind the decks yeah um and I've never been able to let my hair down. Whereas if I went to somewhere like Ibiza, yeah, it's like no one, no, no one knows who you are. But even if even if it was a, fo- a club full of bounce heads that I knew, I'd just be more comfortable knowing it's not. I don't need to worry about the music that's on. I can if you want to have tech house on, if you want to have drum and bass on, you want to have whatever's big in Ibiza right now, put it on, and I'll just enjoy myself. Like I think that's that's my stance on it. I think that's why I want to go to Ibiza, but at the same time. Might get messy. <laughs> Do I'm, you know what I mean? I'm too old for that shit now. Mm, you never say that. Honestly, I I always thought there'd Imagine be. Imagine bouncing around the club and your fucking twenty year old lad comes fucking bouncing up to you. That, 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 uh, what do you mean? That, that, that happens a lot. And I, I I don't think I'd like it personally. I was at. I don't know. I know where you're coming from, but I was at BTID Wonderland last year, and the amount of people who was like. Like, I have a mother and son. Yeah, I know. I see it a lot. It's just, I don't think it's for me, that. Yeah. 
I can't imagine my I, I, I don't idea. think our Bailey would like it if yeah oh his mate's gone there's yeah, your dad there's, there's, your, your, there's dad. your dad yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, know, I know where you're coming from look at the state of him he's bladdered <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah yeah I'd get sent home so yeah no I, 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 that's not my, my little lad now gets embarrassed to me when I go and pick him from school so I, you know what I mean I can yeah, imagine yeah, what it's so like I what it'd be like if bumped into him in, in a shwire yeah yeah yeah. Uh, yeah yeah on second thoughts I might not go then <laughs> or just don't go when they're there yeah exactly yeah I'll just go to one of them things you see a lot of them um, I'm sure like is a slip mat and that do that they're like the old school I'd, pr- I'd probably go to that and enjoy unity that unity in the sun is it in Greece I've been to that one of yeah. them ones they look, they, to be fair they look good yeah I was the youngest there at the 2018 one when I went I was the youngest there by 15 by, by years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And imagine. do you know something? So welcoming. So, so welcoming as well. Because, like, they're all just people who... This is their highlight of their... Uh, the, the retired or lapsed ravers and they've just come out to relive the youth <coughs> in a sunny place. And it was banging. But, yeah, that would, that's probably what appeals to me the most. For me, a holiday's a holiday. Yeah, I like to go away with my family, chill. Yeah, you know, chill by the pool. Yeah, have a few beers. Well, have a fucking shitload of beers. I'm, yeah. one of, I'm one of them waiting for the pool bar to open at ten a.m. <laughs> you know what I mean, eat loads of food. For me, a holiday isn't going away on a mad one. On a yeah. mad one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then when you come back, you need a holiday to get over the holiday. Yeah, I, I like. That's why it's never really appealed to me. Yeah, you know, you can go clubbing. I know it's not the same as a beef. Uh, it's <laughs> different, but you know, you can go clubbing every weekend. You, you can't go. and I know pool, where you come from. Sit by a pool in forty degree heat and yeah, I drink, know. I drink Efes and stuff like that. Every <laughs> week, you know what I mean? It's, it's yeah, it's a different type of when you get drunk on all day as well. Do you think it's a different type of drunk because of the heat and that? You're a bit like sometimes it gets. I think cold. I just drink myself sober. Oh uh, yeah, uh, or it's really shit. Start, start in the morning and still going at two a.m. Yeah, then, yeah, yeah. That, that's exactly. It. And then up at seven to save you some bed. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly like my. I, I don't do that. I ain't one of them. No, but you're the first out at 10 o'clock waiting for the bar to yeah, open yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. On the sunbed that I've said. So, yeah, um, so where did it start for you then? Like, you were, you, you were saying about the tapes and stuff I used like to get that. the tapes, so all the old school stuff, mm-hmm. um, early, it was like early breakbeat, hardcore, early piano stuff. Then I got a zone tape. I think it would have been a Jenks one. So all the right. Italian piano stuff. Right. MC Irie, you know. So was it at, the, at this moment in time? Was it when the, that tape had first been recorded? And it was circulating. I don't know. I used to have a. I, uh, we used to have a caravan, uh, like a static caravan. We used to go away to every weekend. Yeah. Mum and dad we used to go over there, so there was like people from all over. Mm-hmm. So I had quite a few mates from Blackpool. So obviously they got zone tapes, right? Sequence tapes. So right place, right time for you then to yeah, collect yeah, them. Yeah. So I think when I first got a sequence tape. I've been listening to Zone stuff and, you know, the synth stuff has just started coming in. Yeah. Then I got a sequence tape and it was like, what the fuck's this, man? They're playing synth mixed in with yeah. hardcore, mixed in with really old shit. It was... So it was just like Fever and yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Funky B, Ricky. Yeah. AJ. And Jagger and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was like, wow, this is this is a bit of me, this, because obviously <laughs> I like to have the hardcore as well. Yeah. I was into... I used to buy... I got. I think I got Dex when I was about fourteen. Yeah. And then um, I didn't. I didn't. Obviously, you don't drive. You, you you could go into town and go to HMV, and you you the, back in the There's day. Back yeah, in yeah. the day, you couldn't really buy. Like when when the Scouse stuff came out, you used to be able to go to Liverpool HMV, and all all the big tunes would be in HMV. Yeah. Originally, it was like 
the odd bit. You and the odd bits. You couldn't really get anything. Yeah. You know, and then... Or nowhere ma- to get it. Maybe if we went out on a day out to Blackpool, I could go into Melody House. Yeah. You know, and pay £80 for a fucking Italian tune what you didn't even know the name of. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was like... It, it didn't happen. And then when I started... Um, started collecting, started getting bits. Once I started driving... I used to go out, buy yeah. records, stuff like that. I buy a lot of Happy Arco, which I've still got down there. Becomes very addictive, doesn't it? Got a lot. Of, started getting Italian. Um, bought a lot of it quite cheap, to be fair. Yeah. You know, that was my main, at the time, when I first started, it was Happy Arco and Italian. That's yeah. what I used to mix. Building up your collection, yeah. I'd, yeah. Never, I'd never mixed um, any of the old foreplay shit until I met Ricky. Right. Can you remember the first record that you got? Not a clue. No, not no. even the first, say, Happy Hardcore record or... Um, fucking honestly, I've got that many down there, mate, if I showed you. <laughs> I, I couldn't, I couldn't... You used to go to um, Willie Banjo's in Preston. Yeah. You heard of that? Yeah, yeah. Used to be a, a guy in there that used to run it, um, and uh, he was a DJ. Baby Lee, his name was. He used to do bowlers, and he used to run a, an Happy Hardcore night up in Huddersfield. So mm. he used to get a lot of shit off him. Um, I bought quite a lot of records of him. Um, but not a chance I can remember the first. No, that will possibly uh, Heart of Gold. First happy I could. Yeah. Not Fact, a, no, it weren't. Vi- Vibes and Wish Doctor. Um, that um, like it was it like a prayer remix? No, uh, the um, the Vibes and Wish Doctor one was um, the. Life is a mi- rave is a mystery. Yeah, rave is a mystery. That's yeah. the first happy I caught you in a book. And then there was. What was on the? I can't remember. What was on, I've got the the record. It's on the flip side. They had a that that big piano one. Yeah, that he was the, a sped that's up. The, that's the first happy I got in about. Rave is a mystery. Class tune. Yeah. Class tune. Still got it. Yeah, unbelievable tune. That massive. Vibes. First Italian tune I bought, I think, was um, Two Brothers on the Fourth Floor, Never Alone. I don't Back know. Off the top of my head, I don't know it. Dancing together. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah obviously, yeah. Yeah. Tune. yeah. Um, class so you so you sort of know what you're looking for when you're uh, early on then like because i mean they're anthems do you know what i mean so mm. you had a you had a, an idea of what you were into yeah that's it that's it i was tunnel vision it was yeah. either italian yeah any, anything i'd heard on zone tape so anything yeah. pendle or Stu davis had played yeah. then i'd go into melody house and be like right have you got that blah blah blah, blah. i talked about quite good mates with phil from melody house he used to bring tunes to maxine's when zone was at maxine's for me so i'd buy them there yeah um yeah, or I'd go out and buy happy hardcore stuff. Right. So, uh, I've never actually spoke about this with, with anyone else on the podcast, so just just a good question that popped into my head then. See, when you were looking for tunes, right, I started off on vinyl, even though I'm a bit younger, because I couldn't afford to buy CDJs because they were fucking really expensive. <laughs> and there was no such thing when I started out. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, as I say, I think I, I started much later, but... I remember looking for a tune and say you said you heard it on a, on a zone tape. Were you ever experimental with regards to, right, well, I've never heard this on a zone tape, but it sounds similar yeah, into yeah, the style. Yeah, there were certain tunes I bought what I had never heard on zone tape. Yeah. Like, uh, I remember, what was it? Linda and Co. Yeah. Uh, just just can't can't get enough. Enough. I yeah, remember yeah. buying that from Melody House for like, Phil had played it to me. I'd never heard it on a zone tape and he yeah. played it and he was like... Yeah, it's alright. It was like a tenner. It's probably worth about fucking two hundred quid that tune now. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, it, it's gone. I've sold it. I ain't got it anymore. But yeah. never played it in a club. Hate the tune. I like it. I, really I, like I hate it. it. <laughs> I hate that tune. But, but yeah, there were certain stuff I, I would. Because I remember when I when I started out, I didn't know where people bought records from. I didn't know 
I was just literally looking around the area, what fucking like secondhand shops there yeah. were, or what people I knew that were, or oh, I dabble in DJing, what collections they've got, and if they were selling them and stuff like that. That's the best way to get them. So I was flicking through stuff, and at the time, in my head, I knew like my favorite DJs growing up. Um, this is going to make them sound ancient, but when I was about 10, 10 or 11, um, my favourite DJs was John G and Rob K. And they, they were two completely different styles, but the, the blend of the two is what I like. And I'd hear tunes in my head. That's a Rob Kane tune. Yeah, I've yeah, never heard yeah, him play yeah, yeah, yeah. it, but I could imagine him playing this. Or this is a John tune. I've never heard him play it. But, and I'd try and like, I'd try and, I've always been like the tune finder where it's like you look for a tune that no one's been hammering. Yeah, well, I, I, I only did that once I started DJing, yeah. like in clubs. I think my head works weird. I, I, <laughs> I, I basically, I, I got thrust into buying Art House and Trance. I'd never, mm. it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't my scene. It was just, like I said, I got, got to know Ricky and that. And he was like, have you ever so, so where did this come along then in, in that, your journey? That was, um, Maxime's right. uh, zone at Maxime's. Um, first started going out. Um, first club I ever proper club I ever went to was Dance Factory, the Mill in Preston right. zone. Um, and it was like fucking hell. This is meant. Yeah. Used to go there. Bowlers for the Happy Hardcore. Did nights. that get your? Did that get your like? That wet your appetite, sort of thing. Like um, I just well, I was always in the zone. And yeah. I was too young to go to venue in Jenks, mm -hmm. and then. Dance Factory, probably went at 18 years old, do you yeah. know what I mean? It was like, fucking hell, this is brilliant. But you were like, I'm coming back next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or we got a bowlers to yeah. get the happy... I was, like I said, it was Italian or happy hardcore, and yeah. I was two massive ends of the spectrum. Yeah. So we got a bowlers, we got happy hardcore nights, you know, so vibes and lively, DJ side, fucking loved all that shit. Yeah. Um, when Zone... Zone then moved from the Dance Factory to Cricketer. Yeah. That's where I first went to, to the Cricketer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a shithole, fucking. Yeah. But zone nights were there, and they did zone happy hardcore nights there. They did nights called Stomping Stilton. Right. So they bring like vibes and Dougal and stuff like that down to the cricketer in Wigan. So it was like best of both worlds for me. Yeah. Then they left there, went to Maxims. So so you are you just following these guys at this point? Um, just like I said, still going to happy hardcore. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Elsa Skeleton and stuff like that. Um, but but then, the main night you follow is a sort of zone. Zone. Then zone went to Maxims. It was like, well, brilliant. You know, zones at Maxims. Yeah. You know, I'd been to a couple of uh, back to the old schools at Maxims, which yeah. was always a good night. Rough as fuck. It was like the Wild West. Yeah. Honestly, proper, proper <laughs> moody gaff. All the Salford fucking yeah. lot in there. But zone was a different vibe. It was dead friendly. Mm -hmm. Everybody used to go to every zone event. That's mm -hmm. where I met Howard. All the Preston lads. They were mm -hmm. all sound. Uh, met Sam White. Mm -hmm. Um Never spoke to Pendle there, which is mad because me and Andy are like really good mates now, but mm -hmm. never Andy Pendle was like yeah. Andy Pendle, innit? You don't you don't you know. Don't approach him. Yeah. <laughs> Ricky came along a bit after after a year of zone being there and mm -hmm. he just got back into DJing and Ricky was like fucking pissed talking to people and stuff like that. Yeah. Fucking So I got talking to Ricky and he said, um, I'll uh, I'm selling some tunes. Are you interested? I was like, yeah, sound. So he's like, right, I'll come round yours tomorrow and bring these tunes round. So I'm still awake from the night before on the decks in my bedroom <laughs> in Adoc. My missus, who obviously I'm with now, she she was with me and Ricky came round and uh, I'm mixing Italian. And he's like, fucking hell, you're fucking, you're, you're really good. Like, have you mm. never tried mixing new stuff? And I was like, not really, no. 
So he pulled some stuff out, right? Mix that, mix that, mix that. And he was like, right, he said, you need to go on in the club. Mm. I was like, at the time, I'd put a tape in to zone. But never heard anything. No, no, apparently. Uh, I, I'd never been told, but I had people coming up to me in the club saying, fucking hell, next on at zone, you. I was like, yeah, nice one. What, what are you on about? Fucking hell, you're next on at zone. So apparently, Phil had told people that I'd give a tape in and it was really good. Yeah. I was going to be the next DJ on at zone, but he never actually told me. Right. So... I was like, and Ricky had said like, you know, you're, you're going to be the next own DJ, aren't you? He's like, you know, do you fancy like playing some new stuff like in a club? I was like, yeah, fucking brilliant. He went, right. He said, think of a name for a night and we'll we'll sort it. Ricky was a doer. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So thought of a name. It was going to be called Fired Up. Right. Uh, then he rang me and went, uh, I've got a club in Averton. He said, uh, we're, we're going to do this night there. So I was like, fucking hell, this is all What's happening. happening? You know, yeah, this yeah, is brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Fucking ace. Uh, still not heard nothing from Zone. <laughs> Um, still going to zone and then um, he rang me up and he went uh, we're not doing that club in Averton so I was like fucking hell and he went um, I've got a meeting at the dance factory in Preston right like, fucking hell <laughs> first club I ever went to yeah potentially going to be DJing there I was like fucking hell this is unreal he went uh, how would you feel about Andy Pendle and Sam White coming on board I was like yeah <laughs> you know, fucking yeah. fucking hell unreal do you know what I mean so I went for a meeting there and got this night at the dance factory anyway Maxime's got wind of it mm-hmm. said um, said to Ricky Andy and Sam if you go DJing at the dance factory you don't play at Maxime's anymore so they were like well, fucking hell I'm sick of being told what to do sick of playing Italian shit mm-hmm. want to play new music Zone wouldn't let them play new music so right we're going to go and do it so that's how four play started mm-hmm. four DJs yeah. all playing right, there four you play go. That's, that's where the name came from yeah We'll gloss over the fact that the original logo looked like a swastika. <laughs> you have to show me that because I haven't seen that. Yeah, it's like um, four four arrows. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah it makes sense. Fucking bull. It was like, Ricky, that looks like a swastika. It went out on the big posters, you know what I mean? It was like, that's why it, it yeah. changed to the F. So you've got potential Nazi logo and yeah. a sexual in- innuendo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sexual innuendo. Yeah. I'm, I'm playing fucking out house and trance. <laughs> but yeah, that's how it started for me in yeah. a club. So... Played at the mill, first night. How were you feeling with this first night coming Shitting up? Shitting myself, absolutely. Didn't eat anything all day. Fucking nearly puked up on the way down there. Yeah. Um, were you nervous about playing or about attendance? Because obviously... Nothing, this, I weren't asked about attendance. I was just nervous about me doing my, bit, my set. Yeah. I've never DJed in a club before. Only ever played in my bedroom. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So never DJ through monitors. Never even done a sound check in a club. It was like, I've never DJed in a club before. Planned the set. Fucking... Perfect, <laughs> fucking amazing. Gets down there, so I think Sam Sam did the warm up and then went on a bit later. So he did he did like half an hour warm up and then it was me me going on. Out of interest, what was played in the warm? Because you were saying you wanted new music. I'm just oh, trying to like gauge it. The newest stuff. What Sam used to play at Zone. So like um, DJ Tricks, Red Eyes, and stuff right, like okay, that. Yeah, okay. Playing all that type of stuff. So I went on there like loads of anthem type stuff. So. I, Gets in the DJ box, the record box, that one down there. Okay. <laughs> Pulls all the tunes out. Andy Pendle turns up, puts his record box next to him. I starts pulling his tunes out. And I'm like, shit. He's playing what you have. Shit. Shit. <laughs> fucking I thought, I can't go on before Pendle play all these big tunes. I probably should have thought about this really, but I didn't. Yeah. I was just hell bent on doing a really good set. Yeah. So I just went on and played a load of different shit, B sides and stuff like that. And that's kind of where everyone was like ah, fucking brilliant that and it was like ah, you've done really well there I was like so it, 
even though I planned the set for the first night, it you played all the reverse. It just completely went. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Just, I didn't even fucking play them in order. So since then, I've never planned planned the set. That taught yeah. me that straight off the bat. Yeah, yeah, don't plan your fucking sets. Yeah, uh, I can understand. Uh, there's nothing worse than obviously there's, there's 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 levels to it, but turning up knowing that you've got say a legend on and they've got signature tunes. Yeah, but I mean at the but, time. I didn't, Andy was playing zone, so like, stuff like El Nino, hmm. Benedict Brothers, yeah, yeah. they, I obviously didn't put them in, but yeah. it was like shit like Lock and Load and stuff like that, Andy had never played that it's as It's fresh, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, He'd yeah, never yeah, played yeah, that yeah. as zone, it was like a big tune at the time, but obviously, he bought them to play, and yeah. I didn't want to... Shit on his chips. Yeah. Uh, now, I wouldn't give a fuck. Like <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But, yeah. that kind of gave me my own sound, because that week, I thought that ain't fucking happening again. I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna find. Did, yeah, that's just I'm where I was gonna find before, yeah. shit. What I want to play. Yeah. So I went out, drove fucking everywhere, hot wax in Warrington, um, came back, brain bashers sounding yeah. now, twelve inch thumpers, mm -hmm. crazy kids, funky rhyme, uh, beat busters, all the shit. Now what still get played on bounce mm. nights? I brought them to foreplay. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like the bouncy hard house sort yeah, of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were shit. Um, what's the other one? Fucking, um, um, junk food junkies, the journey. Yeah. Stuff like that. And then, you kind of found that, these idols of mine were them, saying to me, fucking hell, they're mint tunes then. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, I kind of found, fell into my own sound. I was kind of forced into it really, because I wanted to play all the big anthems. But yeah, I could, yeah. But I couldn't. And that's, that's pretty much... It yeah. was a surreal situation for me. I think the second night at the mill, we used to do Fridays at the mill, every Friday. Yeah. Second night at the mill, I stood in the DJ box, DJing, and I turned round, right, and I've got Andy Pendle, Ricky, Sam White, Stu Davis, and Dave, Dave Taylor all stood behind me. Just nice. chatting away, fucking... Now, we're moaning about people having camera phones in a club now. I wish I had a picture of that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I just turned around and thought, fuck me, I think my ass went again then. <laughs> Shit. It's not no pressure. No, yeah, pressure. no pressure at all. Yeah, yeah, I know where you're coming from. Yeah. So obviously the the foreplay brand sort of took off yeah, at the mill. So uh, am I right in thinking something must have happened because you we had, we had a bit of a meeting um, about like how we could get we, we did all right in the mill. When we got there, apparently they were getting like ten people on a Friday night, the club right. was doing shit. Saturday night's marginally better. We we went there, you know and numbers were increasing yeah so we had a bit of a meeting after two or three weeks maybe a month i don't know what can we do to get more people in so i said well, what about trying to get like the preston lot in that got his own yeah play like a few zone tunes and andy's like what well, you're not playing story are you and i went no i don't mean shit like that. i mean stuff like kmc and danny and mm -hmm. uh, kim wilde breaking away stuff like that mm -hmm. try and stuff what will go in with the hard house and trance stuff yeah so yeah, yeah, that could work. I said, well, what about getting an MC? They were like, they weren't really keen. I was like, but, you know, just like someone... Just to carry music. It, yeah, yeah, This yeah. was before all the biddy biddy bollocks, do you yeah. know what I mean? So Ricky's like, what about AJ? Yeah, AJ's fucking one of my favourite MCs, but will he sound right to our house and trance? And Andy's like, what about Jimmy? And Sam's like, not interested type things mm. like whatever i don't care sam's too too laid back and chilled isn't he so ricky went well, what about fez i was like i've got a clue who fucking fez is and he was like oh he's some lad that i know he you know and that's that's when farrell 
mm-hmm. came came along and and the, the the night the first night what Farrell came they were like well we don't want MCs on our set so he's, he's, he's with you type thing do you know what I mean you can have the last hour yeah Farrell on see how he goes you know Farrell's quite a shy guy isn't he mm-hmm. you know what I mean so Farrell just I'm there gets on the deck Farrell comes up to the DJ box plugs his mic in doesn't, doesn't say out to me gets on the mic fucking hell this guy's fucking good do you know mm-hmm. what I mean and we, we proper rocked it and at the end still didn't speak to each other at the end yeah. we just fucking gave each other a nod do you know what I mean? And then that was it. That's how Farrell came on board. Mm. So, yeah, the numbers started coming up then. I think Farrell used to bring a lot of people down with him from Bolton and stuff like that. Yeah. And then um, I can't remember what happened. Whether I think, I'm not sure whether Farrell rang me the night, Friday night, and said, like, have you heard about the mill closing? And we're like, what are you on about? Mm. Like, I've heard it shut. We're like, right. First I fucking heard. So we all turned up with our records. Club was closed. So basically, what had happened, right, the manager had gone on holiday and the assistant manager had took it on himself to fuck us off because we got Fridays busy mm. to get rid of us and then put his resident DJs back on because we got right, a crowd okay. there. Obviously, it didn't work and then the, fuck, the club closed pretty pretty soon after. But that, that was it. But before then, we'd um, spoke about doing an old school night. Italian yeah. type stuff. It was like, will it work in at the mill now? You know, mm. and I was like, well, what about cricketers in Wigan? Because obviously I'd been mm. there as own. That was shut down. Ricky was a doer. Ricky got on the phone, got cricketers. Mm. So that we'd already done um, an old school Italian night at cricketers. So as soon as the mill shut, yeah. it was like, boom, let's go. To so cricketers. was this what 2000, 2001? 2001. Yeah, right. Two, 2000 when we started in the mill. It might have been, no, it might have been two thousand actually. Yeah. So we weren't in the mill for that long. Yeah. So that cricketers were shut. I think it was it was a gay bar. It was called the Hollywood Bar. Right. It called, it's not even called Cricketers. It's called The Cricketer. Everyone yeah. just calls it Cricketers, don't they? Yeah. Um, it was shut. So we went in there for a meeting. Obviously, I was the only one that had ever been in there. Yeah. Um, Andy, when Zone went to the cricket to the Cricketer, Andy went to Bowlers. So none of them had actually been there. I think Fever did a few nights there, but Ricky quit. Yeah. So we went to the Cricketer, and that's, that's pretty much it. We did it every Saturday night there for two years yeah and um how was it carrying over the crowd obviously for me i think i'm not from around this area but to be able to pull bring your crowd from preston over to wigan is is that easily done i don't think it did i don't think it happened i think a lot of the people that used to go to the mill were probably from, from this way anyway yeah, so yeah. it weren't a case of Preston people coming towards it it was yeah. that people from round here used to go to Preston were you nervous about the, the fact of like obviously you change in towns then where are you going to get the city I think it was just a case of fucking we need a club right do you know what I mean let's yeah. just do this and, it, and it, see if it works you know we had some absolute shockers at the cricket I'm not going to lie we yeah. had nights when we closed really early do you know what I mean we had a lot of the time we wouldn't get busy till 2 o'clock yeah. because we were open till 6 yeah. it was like a Monroe type thing when the yeah. pair shut Everyone went down Everyone to the cricket. Yeah. After so party, it was later yeah. on. So sometimes early doors at the cricket was fucking dead. Yeah, but you know we had some absolute blinders in there as well. And yeah. it, I think the cricket had paved the way for a lot of events. Absolutely, like sanctuary and yeah, yeah, dance it's, attack places, yeah. it's created a whole branch of what I would call like the Lancashire dance scene. Yeah, because there's a lot of the if you there's a lot of people who's if you talk to people who's been around for years. Chances are they've passed through there. When we first started at the Crypto, it was still hard house and trance. Yeah. Now Wigan's a different breed. Yeah. But 
at the time, our house, house and trance was what was about. There was no bounce. Mm. You know, then you started getting bouncy house sections yeah. in the record shops. So, you know, some of the hard house producers were putting donks in tunes and stuff yeah. like that. So the music kind of changed. It changed a lot when Brownie came on board, PMB. Right. He was, he was Wigan, used to go to pay and stuff like that. Brownie's the one that brought um, the bootlegs and stuff into into the crick mm. we had him on he used to run a run a night called quadrillion yeah i can remember that around yeah. vic round the corner which was a proper it was like beirut in there do you yeah. know I mean? it was just if you drove up to it you'd think it was <laughs> it was shut down it was just derelict yeah. when you went inside it was dark as fuck just speakers no lights yeah mc joker pmb do you know what i mean it was i played in there once and it was like a scary place that <laughs> anyway we had him on as a guest and um he brought a shitload of people with him he's his missus at the time, Dion, she brought loads of people from the pier and it was yeah. like, right, well, you know, we all kind of like Brownie. It was like, well, let's let's bring him on as the fifth member. Yeah. That thing. But he, he introduced the True Love Never Dies yeah. type bootlegs and stuff like that. He was playing all the big pier stuff mm -hmm. at the time, whereas we weren't, you know what I mean? We were playing like hard, yeah. hard or trancy. Yeah, so, more underground stuff. Yeah, yeah so that's yeah. kind of like, you know, and then me and Pendle sort of followed suit and then... I started playing stuff like Music Is My Life and Wand Happiness and stuff like that. Ricky used to bollock me for it. Mm. Ah, that was in trance night. I remember once um, we'd done an event at the Crick and me, Brownie and Ricky went postering on the Monday for an, another event What was coming up. It was at the Crick. Mm. And I had the tape from... I, I used to do the recordings. Yeah. I used to sort all the recordings. I, sometimes we will not make any money in wages, but I fucking... I was, uh, recording, I was knocking yeah. fucking tapes out from the DJ box, you yeah. know what I mean? And it was like, well, there you go, lads, there's loads of money there, you know, split that. Mm. So anyway, I had the tape on, and then I was playing like Hard House and Trance, and halfway through, Music Is My Life comes on, Ricky just turned around, the fuck are you doing playing this on, an, on a Hard House night? And I was like, oh, oh, they had it, they loved it, it was <laughs> fucking brilliant. Yeah, he's like that. Turned the tape over, and Andy had played, um, what had he played? Massive dance attack. Right? <laughs> okay, and I was like, ah, you're not going to fucking say out to Andy, though, are you? Do you know what I mean? Ricky yeah. just went, what are you like? But after that, yeah. everyone uh, kind yeah. of started doing the same thing. So yeah. like, you know... And this is where this is sort of all sprouted multi, from, yeah. Multi-genre type shit, yeah, yeah. you know. So, is there a certain night within that time frame that sort of sticks out to you then? Um, Looney Tunes was a good night. Right. I did a night called Looney Tunes. I think that was the tape, actually, where I played Music Is My Life. Yeah. Um, we had a few... Really good nights. We had a few stinkers really, as well. Really yeah, fucking yeah. shit nights, but I mean, we had DJ Sai on once in there. That was good. Yeah. What and was that more for like that? Your no, your, he played. Your, he your played, young he you played old school. Oh, did he? Yeah, we we did. Um, yeah. you ever heard of Good Times? Yeah, we did. We did a few. Um, I think our old school night was called Ultimate Revival. Yeah, we ripped it off from fucking night. What was on at Bowlers? Uh, so we did Good Times versus Ultimate Revival. We did a few of them. We yeah. had Sion playing old school, but everyone was disappointed because they wanted him playing Shooting Star and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. we booked him for an Ultimate Revival night and we had Sion yeah. playing Happy Hardcore, which was great. I got class. him to sign my copy of Shooting Star. <laughs> still in there. Class. In a plastic sleeve. Class, class. Right, I'm going to ask you a question, but I'm just going to take a quick break if that's okay. We'll be back in two minutes. Hello, how are we doing? Before we start this episode, I just want to give you a little bit of a plug and promo on Fiddy's uh, little little venture we've going on yeah. there. So go on then, what is it? So we're the Gate Street Bar and Grill yeah. uh, in Blackburn. Sell it to me, baby. So, <laughs> so we're a Mexican street food based 
yep. uh, but with a little bit extra. Right, we, go on. We, uh, we pride ourselves on service, we pride ourselves on big plates yep. and leaving a customer satisfied. Excellent. We're, not, we're never going to be the place that people come for because it's cheap and it's, yeah. it's convenient. Yeah. You're coming for a good time yeah. out. This sounds um, like my type of gaff. We we promote communal eating. We yep. promote the tapas style eating, where you're not you're not just out for something to eat. You're all trying yep. each other's food, yep. and it's a community experience. I'm a big share of me because then see see for me what the thing is with this. Say you've got this dish here, this dish here, and this dish here. What you can do is right. You can go. I'll have a I'll have a try of that, and if I don't like it, I won't get it next time when I'm on my own. Yeah. So there you go. Have some of that. <laughs> I'll have some of that. Some yeah. people hate sharing. I fucking why not? I'm sure. of everything. So go on then, what's your, what's, what's your best seller? What's your, what's the, the best sellers, um, they all come from the steak range. Yeah. Um, I, stick to, I stick to rump, yeah. I, I feel it's the best steak, the best cut, the best right. value. Right. Um, but I add, I add my touch to it. So right. I've got my own seasoning, my own spice blends. Yeah. Everything's fresh, fresh deliveries every day. Mm -hmm. We don't freeze ever. Mm -hmm. Everything's straight from, from the supplier to the fridge to the grill. Yeah. Um, we just don't. I don't feel like I'm giving the best value for money by pulling out a bag of frozen shit. Yeah. It's got it's got to be fresh. Fresh is best. Right, there we go. So I want to put the address below and the, the name and you can uh, have a check out of that. And what are you offering people who watch the podcast? So come if you come and you give the code word REFRESH, we'll offer you 10% off. There you go. Have some of that. 10% off with the code REFRESH. Uh, I'm doing this to help promote this because I feel like I'm going to tell you right now, I haven't had it yet, but it looks amazing and I'm about to go and have a plate full of food, so yeah, nice yeah, come, come on. Really. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, back for part two of the pod. Uh, I'm going to ask a question, obviously, where we finished the conversation just then. I want to get onto this. The the famous CD, the whole tight Stephen J, not yeah. by PMB. When that was that just another night at the at the cricket for you? That wasn't a four play night. No, I, I'd left cricket. Yeah, I wasn't DJing there. Um, <coughs> four player left the cricketer because the manager at the time kept promising that he was going to spend some money on the club and do it up. Blah yeah. blah blah. Kept promising, never happened. We were doing loads of bits in the club. Yeah. Um, and Ricky had a big argument with him and said, "Right." And he just came up to us. He went, "Right, we're leaving," and we were like. What the fuck? Was this a midnight or... or yeah, yeah, midnight. He's like, this is our last event. And we were like... Rick, Ricky was kind of the leader of four play. Like I said, he was the doer. He used to yeah. do the artwork, get the flyers printed. Mm. Blah, blah. He, I'd never promoted before. So yeah. I just used to look up to Ricky. Ricky took me under his wing and taught me what to do. Yeah. So yeah, we left the crick. That was it. That's what paved the way for all these other nights to go there. Mm. So we were clubless. Um, Ricky got the Springbok in Wigan. Do you remember Springbok? They no, like, I don't. They were like... Um, I think they were a chain... Right. So they were more commercial. Mm -hmm. um, Springbok wasn't doing well, like the mill wasn't, so we got in there. It was yeah. King Street Wigan, big club. What is it now? I think it's shut. It right, was called okay. The Hub. Oh, yeah, I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a big yeah, club, so. holds about yeah. 1,200 people. Like Decent-sized so club, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it's like, right, we've got Springbok. Uh, Friday. Friday night was foreplay. Yeah. Saturday night was the club night yeah which we dj'd but it was their event yeah um sunday was old school yeah so i was djing friday that sunday fucking i was absolutely raking it in yeah fucking brilliant i never touched my wages for six months while we were there so i we were djing at springbok and in between that doing guest slots as as you do as, yeah. as djs so um friday night was all of us saturday it was 
rotated me, Andy and Ricky, two of us every time. Yeah. Uh, some nights then two, two were busy, so I'd do nine till three by myself. Yeah. It's great. 250 quid in my back burner for yeah. doing, doing something that I love. So yeah, that whole tight Stephen Jay, I'd done the Springbok, left there at three, got to the cricketers for ten past, and I think it was on the decks by half past three. Mm-hmm. And that's when that CD was recorded. Right, so it was... But for I, don't, you, I don't even know what event it was. People think it's a four-play tape, but it, it, it's not. Mm. Um, well, I'm sure I could track it down and find out. But um, off the top of my head, though, when obviously you were just playing these guest slots and stuff. When you... Was it another night at the Crick then? It was, like, it was just another night at the Crick. I think it was yeah. just a residence night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when, you've, when, you, when that's been recorded at that time, you just didn't know it was going to be one of the most recognised I, I didn't even know it had been recorded until... Oh. Um, DJing Carlisle yeah. what was it Chris Dynamite yeah yeah yeah, yeah, Chris, De- yeah, yeah. Destiny 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 yeah, yeah. right uh, me, he booked me and Brownie me, Brownie, Avi and Joker mm-hmm. to do a set and um, Brownie booked a minibus and drove like loads of us from Wigan mm-hmm. and um, sat in this minibus and this fucking tape comes on and I'm like sounds familiar this and that that was that was the first time I'd heard it, and that was probably a, a few, possibly a few years after. Years after, I'd say a couple of years. Wow. wow, I didn't even know it was a thing. Well, I'm from I'm from Whitehaven, obviously. I uh, was saying before, but this circulated. This mm. this circulated. It went everywhere. everywhere. It got to Scotland. I had yeah. people fucking messaging from Scotland about booking yeah. me to DJ in Glasgow and stuff like that. Yeah, off the back of this. Yeah, yeah. yeah all off the back of that CD. It's crazy. It, it went. What was that record shop in Carlisle? Was it Real Records? Um, there was that and there was a is it Pink Panther I think it was real a girl that used to go to Zone Carol oh Tony Graham's auntie or Tony Graham's cousin I don't know but I know you're on about there yeah Yeah. she she was fucking I don't know if if she was duplicating it or what and knocking it out in her shop and apparently sold a shitload of copies because I'd seen her at either a Zone or Fever event at Heaven and Hell yeah and um, she remembered me from going to Zone and I'd mentioned i was dj now Stephen jay and she was like fuck off and she, she even i think even she went all tight Stephen jay and the bad boy pmb like, <laughs> <laughs> but like it's the it's it's become like it's it's I, I, how can i describe this best it's become like part of the framework of it's of it's the, the sesh scene. cd yeah. isn't it it's, yeah it's that's the, what it is farrell fucking hates it yeah, I know. I've farrell asked him. thinks it's shit yeah i've, I've asked him yeah. yeah but the the fact is it's it's so renowned mm. um with the well i asked um i had i had finchie on the pod uh and yeah I've, well I've Finch, always, it's finchie's inspiration yeah, isn't it? yeah and yeah. finchie knew it word for word yeah, yeah, and yeah. that was that was if, if you thing. listen to that cd i think uh, it's start it's got brownie playing um ian van Dahl reason yeah and then he stops and he puts someday on yeah and he's mixing his queuing his next tune up and then he just goes it's getting towards the mix point and he just goes to me I need a piss and passes me the headphones right so I basically jump on the decks throw um, cheeky tracks which one is it um, keep on pumping it up yeah that's, that's I the, don't know off, off the top of my head but yeah the Kylie Minogue one gotta keep on pumping it up yeah. that's I literally basically he hands me the headphones fucks off it's the mix point I, I literally just grab a tune out of my box put it on the decks and just mix it on the fly, on yeah. the fly, straight yeah. in. So that that I was just like, "What the fucking hell, Brown?" You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's 
And that, that was the first tune that I played on there. I don't yeah. even, I probably wouldn't have even chose that record. It was just the first thing that I pulled out and, yeah. and threw on. Iconic now, though, isn't it? Right. It is iconic. On That's it. why it's fucking. That, that, that CD is all over the place so if you listen to it it's, yeah. you know it's plastered all over the internet as well even even obviously but I mean all over the places and like the tunes what are on it oh, you've yeah, got like 12 inch thumpers fucking yeah. and then if, if you if you listen you've got the type of shit what I was playing at Springbok because don't forget it, yeah. Springbok was Wigan Town Centre it was King Street yeah. so I was playing Superstar mm-hmm. because the night that's why because the night yeah. is that Yan Wayne because the night yeah, yeah, that's yeah. why that's on that because I've got a a box full of fucking tunes you've just been playing. Box full of fucking chays that I've just been playing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. So after the fact of the crick and stuff like that, uh, you you left with four play and stuff, and you were doing you were doing a springbok. Um, what came next then? I jibbed it for a while. And so what year was this? Oh four, possibly. Okay. You, you need to ask Farrell. Yeah. Farrell's like Rain Man when it comes to dates. Yeah. Farrell could tell you the day I probably had a shit, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Farrell knows all. Farrell never came to the Springbok with us. Yeah. He stayed at the Crick. But uh, I think it was 04. Me, um, my missus, when we were at the Springbok, my missus was pregnant with our first yeah. lad. So when he came along, I was like, I can't be arsed being out every Saturday night yeah. till all hours. So I just kind of went, I'm taking a break. Yeah. Why my little lad's a baby, do you know what I mean? And yeah. Up in the night doing night feeds and stuff like that. I don't want to be leaving it to my missus while yeah. I'm out DJing until daft o'clock. So yeah, I knocked it on the head. Um, people were asking me for bookings and I just I just knocked them back. Yeah. So then when I came back, I found it hard because I'd knocked so many bookings back. Yeah. The bookings, when you knock bookings back, they dry up. They dry yeah. up. Yeah. Um, don't know what, what year that was. Do you have a rough idea? No idea, mate. My memory's shit when it comes to stuff like this. Yeah. Um, did we do... What did we do after that? Um, possibly Fusion in Workington or right. DNA. I think it was Fusion after that. So we're talking about 2007, I've 2008. Got the, I've got the posters in there. I think it was 2007. I've still right, got yeah. the posters for our yeah. first night at Fusion. So I don't know if you... and Breeze on. Did you go to it? Uh, you no, I was young. too young. Yeah, I only went to the under-18s there. Yeah. I didn't go to over 18s. But basically, I think Zone did a night at Fusion in Workington yeah. and I went up with Andy. Yeah. Fusion was a fucking ace club. Yeah, it was, absolutely. It was absolutely... Unbelievable. People don't realise how how amazing that yeah, club yeah. was. So they did um, Zone at Fusion... Um, I messaged Dobby. Right. He was the yeah Come out of there from Dad's Factory. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was he was kind of not sort of the promoter. Yeah. So I messaged him and said like a foreplay blah blah blah, and he was like, right, we'll do we'll do an event. You know, we'll put foreplay on there. Mm-hmm. So we did quite a few events there with Styles and Breeze, Alex K, mm-hmm. Ian Redman. It kind of fizzled out, started to fizzle out a bit. They, they started off really good. Mm-hmm. And then after that, we went to DNA in Blackpool. Yeah. Um, did a few foreplay nights there. Yeah. Um, had a bit of a falling out. Ricky left. Right. Um, Ricky basically got us on at DNA. He knew um, the guy that was running it, uh, DJ DeVito. I think him and Sam knew him. He used to come to the Crick, actually. I'd met him when he was really really young the name rings about 17 or 18 yeah. it was like fucking he weren't a DJ then then when I seen him next time he was fucking scratch master unreal mm-hmm. do you know what I mean so he was the resident DJ on the Saturdays yeah. so yeah we started doing DNA and then I think Farrell took over as the promoter yeah so that would have been 2008 possibly yeah. then 
we started a night called Organised Chaos. Right, I recognise that name as well. Play versus Dance Attack. Right, yeah, yeah. Now, they were fucking unreal. They were yeah. absolutely rammed. Excellent. They were really, really good nights. Mm. Um, we had, like, um, I think the busiest night we had on, I think we had 750 in. Where was this at? DNA. DNA, we, right, yeah, yeah. Or 650. I think it was 700 capacity. I think we yeah. had 650 and we had DJ Demand on. Excellent. But um, he went he went off and started playing Apiaco. I think Grundy had to go and um, tell him to calm it down a bit. I'm not even sure if Grundy took him off in the end. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, no, I know what you mean. So so you got the bug back then at this point then? Yeah, well, I, I was kind of then running foreplay because Ricky had gone. It was kind of yeah. me and Sam that were doing it. Andy was still part of it, but Andy's never really liked the promoting side of it. Andy, yeah. Andy's Andy Pendle and he just wants to turn up DJ. Go, yeah, fuck off. Makes sense. I mean, he doesn't want to be running around, yeah, doing pasting shit. fucking posters up and handing flyers out and shit like that. It's not his thing. Yeah. I didn't particularly like it, yeah, but we did it. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Makes um, sense. In fact, when we were at the cricket, me and Sam White used to do. Um, no, we weren't when we were at the cricket. Where were we? Might have been at DNA. Me and Sam White used to get the job of going flyer in the pier, and one night we'd been sat in here. And it got to two o'clock and I'm like, I can't be asked fucking doing this fucking shit. So I came up with this brilliant idea of let's do a drive-by, right? So basically Sam drove, we drove past the pier and I just fucking threw a load of flies out the window thinking, well, everyone's going to pick them up off the floor and it's just the same as flying. Didn't, they just stayed on the floor. That was a shit idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bit of a shit idea. Yeah. Yeah. Especially the price of flyers and stuff like yeah. that. Just, it, yeah, so <laughs> not the brightest not, one. Eh? Not the brightest one. Not no. not my finest moment. No. Um so when it coming up to sort of like the two thousand and ten onwards, what was what was it like then? Were you what were you busy with? Fucking no idea, mate. What did we do after DNA? Probably jibbed it again for a bit. Did you? Yeah. Did, did the odd bits here and there. Um uh, two thousand and ten. I don't even know. What was what even clubs were around at that time? Yeah, I know. Um, before Pure was um, Pure, it was Fifty First State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Used to DJ there. Brownie was kind of doing the promotion there, so I played. I played there quite a bit. That was quite good. Yeah. Uh, what, what style of music was that then? Bounce. Was it just bounce? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So, sort of moving forward. Then, when what what was the next big thing for you going forward after after that? For me, yeah, probably when Farrell started doing the crit reunions. Actually, no, me and him after that, me and Brown, uh, Maxine's opened up, didn't it? As WM1, yeah, yeah, yeah. And me and Brown, were putting nights on there, right? Some nights were good, some nights were what, shy. what was it called? The WM1, no, the night, uh, um, Bounce Energy rings a bell, but I, I and then know. after, and then we did Parder as well, you yeah, clubbing, we, uh, yeah, yeah. so yeah. We, I, you forget a lot of shit, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> probably kept busy all the time, really. Yeah, yeah, we were doing that. Um, we've completely skipped over the bit where we started producing records as well. Oh yeah, we'll yeah, we'll, go, we'll get onto that as well. Yeah. Go for it, mate. Um, so, what I know of this, you're gonna you're gonna fill in the gaps. But what I know of it is, there was a, a couple of re- vinyl releases that came into the record shops in Workington, I believe. I bought it from, and it was the. Um, four player DJs it came in as that and I was like four player DJs I thought it was just a, a brand of 
thing. We'll have a listen to it. It was it was the four players. Yeah, four players. Sorry, four players. But it was the same logo. It was the F on the record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The first tune we made, right? Me and Andy, um, we were talking about let's fucking let's make a tune. How hard can it be? Type thing. Yeah. Um, used to be a, a guy that used to run Good Times, Ben Fisher. Right. He'd he'd made a track. Me and Andy drove up to Huddersfield or fucking back of beyond where it's cobbles and fucking whippets and shit like that. You know yeah. what I mean? We drove up there. Ben Fisher showed us how to make beats and stuff. Uh, at the time, it was Acid Pro. Right. Still probably the only program I can use to make jeans. <laughs> I went to college and did fucking Cubase. Still don't like it. Abel... Ableton's fucking yeah. alien to me and Fruit Loops is just like what the fuck yeah yeah so yeah Acid Pro it was Acid Pro and Soundforge we used to use to make tunes so me and Andy uh, my, one of my favourite old school tunes was uh, Get Crazy yeah Shirley Lewis Feel, yeah. feel Alright um, back then you couldn't like rip vocals off mm-hmm. stuff so the only bit we could take out of the tune was Feel Alright Feel Alright yeah. Feel Alright to get carried away so that was the first track right. Feel Alright me and Andy made Ricky did the B side, which is he basically sampled um what's that? Um Can't Feel My Feet. The dinky one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um I don't know about, is yeah, it, yeah. Is it Dave Austin? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, he sampled that and put Love Commandments over the top of it. So that was the first release on on four play records. Yeah. Sam wasn't on the record because he hadn't got involved in it, which I thought was a bit tight at the time. Mm-hmm. We're, we're a team, do you know what I mean? I was like, well, Sam's name should be on the tune, but anyway, we won't go into that. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was the first tune that came out and um, me and Ricky drove out of London uh, to this dodgy little housing estate where this guy had a vinyl pressing thing inside his flat. Right. Unreal. Went down there, he mastered it all, you know, compressed it, had all the fucking gear inside this little flat in there smoking weed and stuff like that. And I'm like, where the fuck are we? Do you know, what I mean? Do you know who it was? I have no idea what his name was. No <laughs> idea. No idea. Pressed 500 copies of this tune, posted him. Basically, me and Ricky drove down there with the with the tunes on CD. He, mm-hmm. he mastered it. We paid him. And he was like, right, I'll post the tunes to you. And I'm like, okay. Off we went. Posted the tunes to us. Me and Ricky distributed them. We didn't use anybody else. We went round. Mm. Uh, in the car, went to Power Records, blah, blah, blah. Went to Power Records and um, Mikey B was in there. He listened to it and he went, I'll play that. He went, I'll put it on a pair CD. Right. He said, if I put this on a pair CD, he said, you'll sell a fucking load of this. We were like, right, Mint. He went, one condition. He said, you can't give it to them fuckers around the corner. Now, at the time, you had Power Records and you had Flawless Records. Right. Which Brownie ran with Charnel. So... Brownie was our mate. Power Records were going to put it on a pair CD. It was like, what do we fucking do here, man? So we did a bit Rock of a, a hard place. Did a bit it. of a vote and it was like, well, we'll, we'll go with Power Records because we weren't. Right. Uh, to be fair, that's our biggest selling vinyl. We had to get a repress of it. Yeah. So we sold a thousand copies of that. Um, but yeah, Brownie was gutted and I felt like shit because yeah. me and Brownie were good mates and he took orders for the tune, but it was like, it's one of them, it's like you say, rock and hard place, mm. terrible decision. Yeah, mm. so we did quite a few releases got better as we went along um yeah, and then that like i said that's ricky left ricky i think ricky had started making funky house and he made this tune it was a jamiroquai remix 
Now the rules were with foreplay was if any of us made a tune, it came out as us all. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So we were all making bits individually and stuff like that. We just used to release it as four players. Mm-hmm. We'd all have input and like finishing it off and stuff like that. Ricky had made this Jamiroquai tune and I think somebody wanted to sign it. So he was like, well, I want to bring it out. It's just me. And it was like, well, that that's not the it real the that's not the real type thing. And we had a bit of a spat and I think that's what Ricky ended up leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously we're mates again now. It was just... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking argument over Shout Ricky as well, by the way. Just released last week on Trick Records. Um, new, new Made up for that, man. Fucking class. Unreal. Class, yeah. He's all, always been talent, that guy. Yeah. Always, always. Class. It's a big release, that, though. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, class. So, yeah, going forward. Sorry, interrupt. Yeah, so, yeah, no, you can interrupt with that. It's, mm. it's the right thing to do. Uh, yeah, yeah, so, um, we carried on making tunes. We did it. We did a few. Uh, by that time, we were getting uh, Mark Ald- Aldrich to distribute him. Icon, was it Icon? Oh, yeah, I know you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was distributing. Um, and then that just fizzled out. It was just like... Yeah, so this I, is... I was driving down to Sam's house every Friday night and we were producing stuff and it was like... A lot of the times, we'd just end up fucking sitting there and just... Messing around just and... fucking yeah, about yeah. and fucking... Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, that fizzled out. Um, and that was the end end of the... The four players. The four players. Yeah. Yeah, Sam then went on to make... Um, started doing breaks and stuff, didn't he? And, like, his octo tracks and piano head and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Ricky fucked it off. Andy was making old school stuff and I mm-hmm. just couldn't be asked and was doing nothing. Now it's gone the full circle, though, and yeah. you've got... We'll talk about this as well. A couple of tunes being yeah, made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, bought a PC. Mm-hmm. Had the plans on... Getting back into it, yeah. but ended up going in with Kenny and, you know, I know a lot of people frown upon going making a tune with Kenny Ace. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's wrong. I it's think. just an engineer, it doesn't... It yeah. is, I think there's, there's two ends of the spectrum though. Yeah. There's people that go, Kenny, will you do me a remix of Ian Van Dahl reason? Yeah. And he does it. That's cheating. Yeah. I go in, actually go into a studio and sit there and... Yeah, choose like, the, like I said, choose the beats, choose the donk, you know. Yeah. you know. When I heard Sound of Now remix that you did, right, I heard it and I was like, you've clearly had input on that. It doesn't sound like a generic rebound studio yeah, production. Yeah. You can hear your influence, you can hear what you've been influenced by. So that that's perfectly fine. Like, I, I, engineers are sound, but if you, if you, there's a difference between getting an engineer to produce your ideas and ghosting a track. If somebody's just paying someone 200 quid, there you go, make me a tune. Yeah, I, I agree I that, that that's wrong. But I, I also don't make any bones about it. When, yeah. I, when I'll release a sample, I'll tag Kenny in it. I'll say, I'll blatantly say, yeah. I've been to Rebound Studio and I've done this with Kenny. Yeah. Now, there's people in there that don't want anyone, His name to, on it, yeah. anyone to know. Do you know what I mean? But there's also there's people on the internet that are slating people for doing it and they don't know half of the people that go and use Kenny A's. Yep. That's my issue with it. Yeah. There's people out there that DJ for certain brands yeah. and the people that run them brands make tunes of Kenny A's yeah. and they're fucking slating it. That's wrong. Yeah, makes sense. That Do you know what I mean? Totally There's a, a, lot, a lot of people that you don't, you, you think, when you go in and you, and you talk to them, you think, fuck off, he made that here with you. Hmm. I thought he'd done that by himself. You know, There's a lot of people what people don't know do it. Yeah, That's my issue. Yeah, understandable. Um, I think that the the like I said, there's a difference between having it ghosted and engineered. That, yeah. That's that's the, the that's where it splits my decision. I don't care what other people are doing. 
as long as it's adding growth to the scene and whatnot. But if you're claimed to have done something you never done, no, don't yeah, be, it's, don't bullshit, be that it's bullshit. But yeah, they, yeah, they just yeah, don't yeah. lie about it. But I also try. I've done. I've probably done about what 10, 11 chains of Kenny now. Hmm. I'd like to think the majority of them are different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? They don't just all sound the same. Yeah, yeah. I've got a couple that have been signed to Cheeky with Dave Gray. Yeah. Like I said, Sounder now. That yeah. apparently Dave messaged me and said he played it at the Tiny Weekender. He said it fucking went off. There you go then. He said, Rachel's shock even played it. Mm. He was part of the Brain, Brain Bashers. Bashers. yeah, yeah. He yeah. loves the remix. Yeah. So um, I've done another one, a remix of um, Blowout. Mm-hmm. Base, base selective was it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that's been signed to Cheeky that's coming mm. out I think at the end of the year um, I've got a few on Bounce Heaven um, I've had one on Acceleration it's not a bad bad little, little I've got a few that I've not even mean. sent anywhere yeah it's a, um, it's a good I've actually good got start. two on Bounce Heaven now at the same time yeah um, Complicated and one I've done with Howard Never Too Late which is right. uh, oh yeah that's clear, a good clear, clear, clear yeah. view remix yeah, 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 of the yeah. old old Scouse classic Right. Um, well, what we'll do is we'll get on to the, the we've, we've skimmed around it, but uh, the elation thing. Yes. So we'll talk about the the idea behind it, and then we'll talk about the event coming up because I just seen you drop the flyer for it a couple of days ago for the yeah. second birthday. So what what is elation? Uh, elation is a club night at Reaver in Preston that we play a mixture of classics and upfront bounce. Yeah. Possibly a bit of trance thrown in there. Yeah. You know, it's not multi-genre, but it's not just fucking donk, donk, donk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over the top. Yeah. Very appealing, very yeah, appealing. Yeah, it's... Basically, when 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 we book people for relation and they say, what type of stuff do you want me to play? I say, well, what's the name of the event? Mm. Play shit that makes you feel elated, basically. Self-explanatory. Self-explanatory. Yeah. Um, like I said, I met Howard... 1998 in Mac teams yeah I think he was 18 right just used to have a crack with Howard and his lads from Preston you know mm. had a buzz at zone kept in touch with him over the years he DJ'd me and when we did foreplay I was still heavily into the Italian stuff mm. and I was like Farrell was into Italian guessed he was into Italian mm-hmm. so it's like let's start a little a little brand, branch off yeah. Friday night uh, reach for the sky yeah. it was Italian I would DJ at one of them events. I think that was the first time he played in the club. Mm-hmm. Probably the first. I think he might have done a couple. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then didn't speak to him for years. And then Facebook came around and, yeah. you know, he put a post on about um, buying decks and stuff like that. And I said, look, you know, you fucking, for you to start collecting again and buying vinyl, it's going to cost you a fortune. Just get a controller. Yeah. He bought a controller. He started. Um, he started putting mixes out mm-hmm. under the name Elation. Um, didn't even think anything of it. Didn't even think, "Wow, that's a fucking really good name." <laughs> it just, even though it was staring us in the face, didn't think of it. Uh, he'd put some on about uh, doing an event. How good would it be to do an outdoor event at some park in Preston? Yeah. Um, I messaged that one and said, "Like, I not promoted for a while." I said, "Like, you know." If you want to put an event on, we'll get on it. So it's me and you do an event, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." I don't know what happened. I'd have to find the conversation. I don't know what happened after that, but nothing was said. Um, chatted over Facebook. Nothing else was said about the event. Uh, lockdown happened. Um, I got um, 
I got talking to a few guys on uh, on Facebook. Steel Andy, yeah, 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 the yeah. old school anthems yeah. YouTube channel. Um, I'd started. We started talking in one of the groups or something, and I don't know. I think I might have sent him a few old school mixes, maybe old four player mixes, old. Mm. Italian mixes and stuff like that. They put in on, got chatting to Landy, got good mates with him. Another guy, Scrim. Um, so we we were um, we got talking, and then we had a we had a WhatsApp group, and Landy had put in there. Um, there's another guy who I've been talking to. I want to add him to the group. It's like who is it? Howard. I was like Howard Bolton. He was like, yeah. It's like it's like fucking me and Howard are mates. Stick him in. Do you know what I mean? So we had this WhatsApp group, and then. Mm started chatting and stuff like that. And I think that's where it came from. I would message me one day and said, um, there's a there's a possible venue in Preston. Yeah. yeah. It's an old bingo hall. Uh, a lad that I know has got a contact. Um, there used to be three members of Elation. It was me, Howard and Danny Riley. Yeah. Um, so Danny Riley was the, the contact. He knew the guy that yeah. was running Reaver and that's how it all happened went in there I had a look at the club thought fuck me it looks like Mac teams this and that's, yeah. that's where basically pardon me yeah. where it all came from yeah uh, got off like I said this off pod fucking brilliant venue it looks amazing yeah. look it's got that real peak bounce energy vibe to it where it's like it's it's not I said to you off pod it's not it's not the, the, the glitz and glamour of a super club but it's not it's not no, a shit old club not far away yeah, and it's quite big. But We're them lasers you had in last the time. Stage, that, it, we it always have the lasers. Amazing. Them lasers, every yeah. event, impact lasers. Yeah, wicked. Um, he, he does. The guy does all the big like ravers reunited and stuff like yeah. that. Look um, fantastic, unreal. It's yeah. just it's tailor made for it though. Yeah. So yeah, that's basically right. We we went in there. We were unsure of what we were going to do. Yeah. Because we'd um, over lockdown. I got a mate with Landy and he had this YouTube channel and it was it was quite popular. You know, yeah. people were sat in I can remember it, yeah, 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 yeah. We were going on old school anthems. I didn't like the name because there's already an old school anthems. There used to be a forum called OSA. Yeah. And they have done a few club nights. But anyway, I messaged I messaged Landy one night, I fucking had a few scoops, messaged him, I said, Look, I said I've had an idea. I said you might go for it, you might not. And he was like, What? I was like Let's start an old school anthems Facebook page. I said we'll start doing live streams on there. Yeah. Get guest DJs on because obviously I know a few people. Yeah. And we'll do that, and then when Clubland opens up again, maybe look at putting an old school yeah, event yeah, yeah, yeah. on. You know, let's baby steps. So we did that. So when we went into Reva, we were we kind of doing all right with the old school anthems live streams, and people were watching them and stuff like that. And it mm-hmm. was like, well, do we do old school anthems event here because we're kind of already got a bit of an audience or do we do something different and it was like I'm in an hour and over it and then it was like we wanted to do a bounce event and um, one day we were in the club and he went you're not doing one of them bloody bounce events are you I've seen them they're fucking mad I don't want that shite on here it was the manager of the club and it was like shit well, we wanted to do a bounce event it was like, I was like well what no panic. What we'll do is we'll, we'll do a classics night. Yeah. You know, tell the DJs, you know, play... Vocal and classics. Play yeah. vocal classics. Just keep the donk out of it. Because yeah. that's what people associate with Bounce. Even though yeah. Bounce is a bit of a... It's a bigger spectrum. A bigger yeah, spectrum. Yeah, 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 people yeah. people are tunnel vision and just think, well, Bounce and Donk mm-hmm. are two separate things. Well, they're not. It's fucking all falls under the, the Bounce. The same brand, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but the DJs, but Pete Daly, what type of stuff do you want me to play? 
classics, you know, bounce classics, just yeah, light on the donk, Candy and Grundy, same. First night, everybody just fucking went and played fucking bounce. <laughs> they played classics, but everything had fucking donk. It was all over the place. It was fucking great. Yeah. Anyway, um, we did the first event, and then the manager went, I want, I want you to put a bounce night on. We were like, what? He was like, I want you to put a bounce night on. We were like, I thought you didn't want bounce. <laughs> Apparently, bounce was frowned upon in Preston. Right. Something happened, some event happened in Preston and somebody took a dodgy they didn't they didn't die but they associated it yeah. with bounce even, I'm sure I'm sure even though people can take a pill at a fucking rock night you know yeah. what I mean it, it's people always uh, always do that it's like oh rare music it's easy and, yeah, and whatever yeah, yeah. And it's, it's like yeah you go you can go to a rock night and they're taking heroin yeah, it doesn't matter yeah. and, they're, <laughs> like, and they're smashing fuck out of people each other on the yeah. dance floor but it's a mosh pit so it's okay yeah yeah yeah. so but, anyway yeah he wanted us to put a bounce event on so that's why we kind of We've already started with the classics. I don't want to drop the classics because yeah. I love the classics. So we started incorporating a bit of new bounce into it and that's kind of where relation has ended up. It's a bit of an amalgamation. Yeah, you've had a few events there, but I'm just going to sort of plug this now. Uh, yeah, you yeah, dropped the second birthday event the other day. Yeah, two years, eh? Two years of, of elation. So obviously you've you've went with a line-up that's very... that the complements the, the style of what you go for. Um, and you, as I say, like it looks looks brilliant. Um, I twenty third of September, Reva. Yeah, yeah. If you if you're thinking about going, just go. I'd recommend it. Um, Cheap tickets as well. That's one thing we've always done. Yeah. Even we started out with a, an affordable ticket price. Do you know yeah. what I mean? There's, you see fucking bounce events and they're charging thirty quid by by the end of everything. Know, yeah, end, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like ten of a ticket. The lineups aren't shit. Yeah. The lineups are not ten of a ticket lineups. Yeah. So that obviously shows you that we're not just into it for the money. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? We're into it to put a good event yeah. on. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. And we've always put decent lineups on. Yeah, like I said, when I've when I've seen listened back to the to the recordings, it's always you always put DJs and MCs together who you wouldn't typically see together as well. Like fantastic. Uh one of the recordings I was listening to, I think I mentioned this on another podcast, but it was like um I'm sure it was like easy layback, uh, and I can't remember who the third one was, but it was like uh, typically you won't I think it see was easy layback and master C, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because I re I remember that night. That was the first birthday that yeah. when we had um, antidote on. Yeah, and um, I remember, I remember listening, and I said to Howard, "Fuck me, layback's holding his own with M two because mm. obviously Easy's he's a he's a rhyming MC. Yeah, you know what I mean and and laybacks more he's a viber isn't he yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. but he vibe. was fucking going toe to toe with m2 right oh, he's good he's yeah, a yeah. man layback loves it layback doesn't turn up to every event hmm. now layback loves elation he always says to me and i would it's my favorite event this i fucking love it it turns up we look after him we look after all our mm. artists but yeah he, you know you can tell in the recordings he's having a good time yeah, as well. yeah. he loves it he yeah. loves it but yeah um well, now I've talked about that. I just want to sort of sign off today, then, mate. Um, been a brilliant podcast. Your your story is, I think, a little shock a lot of people of how much you've covered in the years you've been doing it as well. Do you know what I mean? But before shock, I sign shock off, shock people how old I am because <laughs> I don't look it, man. No, I don't know how old you are, but if you're around in the nineties, mate, you don't look like you are. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah, I'll just sort of sign off like I do with everyone. You've got um, you're on you're on getting the electric chair. 
because I don't have a reason because you seem like a really nice guy. <laughs> but um, you get in the electric chair, you get your last meal, you get a starter, main dessert and a beverage. What you have? Starter, Gamba's Pill Pill. Oh, Ga- garlic and chili prawns from Spain. Right, okay. I'm, I can't say I've had it, you, but it have, sounds have really good. Have you never been to Spain? You I've only been, get them little terracotta pots. Mm. Little brown terracotta oh, pots. Oh, yeah, sorry. Oh, of and, course. And it comes sizzling with the prawns yeah, and yeah, sliced yeah, garlic yeah, yeah. and chili. I think... Unreal. Yeah, yeah, I think that, I have had it. That's my starter. Right, yeah. Not, not after a bad start, to be honest with you. Main course. <laughs> You've thought about this beforehand, haven't you? I used to be a chef, mate. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh. Um, but I could, I could either go posh or I could go like... Just what you enjoy, we'll go for it. I, I like I like everything, mate. Um, jerk chicken. Nice, nice. What are you having with it, though? Um, I'll go rice and peas. Yeah. Sweet potato... Mash. Right. Sour cream and chive. Fantastic. I'm at, that's a bit of me that, you know. Mm. You can't say you were a chef and you had fucking egg sandwich for tea last night. I'm not having it. <laughs> yeah, but I cooked the kids fucking. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I doing, I'm doing homemade pizzas tonight. Mate. Yeah, right, okay. Yeah. Homemade okay. pulled pork, homemade. Actually made the base the lot. Okay, that's fine. Stone that's fine. baked. Yeah, but it's alright for you to have an egg sandwich. <laughs> I might have egg on my pizza. <laughs> I did that the other day, actually. It was really nice. I, that's, I'm, I'm all about that. Um, I love it. Pudding, sticky toffee pudding, vanilla ice cream, butterscotch nice. sauce. Nice, nice. Or creme brulee. I, I'm a creme brulee kind of guy as well. Hey, I'm happy with that, you know. What are you washing it down with though? Peroni. Peroni. Good pint, perfect pint. I'm not sure on the Coors there. I like them. They're not my go. If you, you know what, right? If you're re- going to wash it down with a Coors, I was the about to I'm on, leave. Co- I'm on Coors is, I've got bottles of Amstel in the fridge in there. Okay. I'm a, more of a bottle guy, but I thought, well, I'll be up and down every fucking two minutes with bottles because, yeah. you know. No, there's not much I, in them. When I get going, I can drink. <laughs> I've, I've done quite well today. I've only had three packs of course. Yeah. I did have four bottles of Amstel before he came like that. Okay. That was Dutch courage. Okay, that's that's fine. Unbelievable. Not that I've come across nervous. <laughs> not at all. Not <laughs> at all, mate. Do you want to say thanks for coming on? It's been oh, an God. absolute pleasure. Uh, if you've enjoyed this, then share it with your mates. This has been a brilliant story. Uh, I've thoroughly enjoyed listening to this as well. It's um, I make these podcasts because I feel like a lot of people have got a story to tell, and I'm a podcast listener. I don't. I listen to all sorts of podcasts, like comedy podcasts, information podcasts, real geeky stuff as well about stuff I'm interested in. But this is why a podcast. It's because of stories where I can listen back to this, and I don't like my sound of my own voice. But I could happily listen back to this podcast again and just like... I won't be listening back Good episode, this. I fucking hate the sound of my voice. Hate it. Just want to say thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, As I say, every week, share it with your mates. And if you've enjoyed it that much, you can sign up and get early access at patreon.com forward slash it's time to refresh. That gets you early access. You get it on a Friday instead of a Monday. Um... I tell you this every week. It's a it's, it just sounds like repetitive shit. But what I'm saying is, I'm now the studios here. I'm going to be doing Patreon exclusives where we dig a little bit deeper, and it's going to be a deep dive. I'm not going to say it's going to be Joe Rogan four hour podcast, but we're going to get a little bit deeper. Because I reckon I could probably talk for four hours. I think I, you could I, as I've well. Missed, I've missed so much out. Yeah, yeah. Shitloads out of that. And I can guarantee. I haven't asked him yet, but I can guarantee he's going to come on for a part two because there, there is. I've got a lot of questions. So yeah. Nice one for listening. Part two, I'll have Peroni. (laughs) 